there. I'm Josh. And I'm Jade. And on this episode of Our Taste is Trash, we review the Diablo Cody feminist teen slasher, Jennifer's Body, discuss the new Weird Al biopic starring Daniel Radcliffe, and is Ryan Reynolds going to ruin the movie Clue? So remember to rate, review, and follow wherever you listen. Stick around. You hit me once, I hit you back You gave a kick, I gave a slap You smashed a plate over my head Then I set fire to our bed Welcome into another episode of Our Taste is Trash And I'm Josh And I'm Jade And Jade, you know what's going on this week? Oh The Venice Film Festival Oh One of the film festivals okay. I, I've always wanted to, to go to Oh my god You know, yeah. at some point You know, that I, I, I think Before the, Venice sinks underwater Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, there's four I've always kind of wanted to make it to. I wanted to make it to Venice, mm-hmm. the Berlin, yes, the Toronto. Oh, yep. And oh, I had one more. Con. Con. That's, I was like, I'm I leaving like, one out. Hello. Yeah. Maybe Sundance. Maybe Some, Sundance South by Southwest. Oh, South by Southwest is good. Yeah. I mean, that that didn't really start as like a movie like uh, festival though. I mean, it was it more about start, music. But yeah, it, it kinda, is now. It, it is now. They do have a whole film section. I think I would do Sundance before South by Southwest. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll probably do TIFF. Oh, you know. Tiff. Yeah. There's so many. I, one day I want to do the whole circuit. When I'm rich and I have money, you know, I can just do that kind of thing. Oh. Yeah. Of course. Apparently, like, I, one time we were actually in France uh, during the Cannes Film Festival. So we thought about, like, taking the train down there. Ooh. Apparently, they said, you know, if they don't have enough seats, you know, kind of like the Oscars or something like that. Yeah. They don't have enough people in the seats. If you're just, like, walking around well dressed in Cannes during that time, like, they'll just be like, hey, do you want to. Do you want to just come in and like watch a movie? Like how could I, I would be that guy who would walk around in a tux just to get oh an God, opportunity. Yeah. Like I will say I've been very lucky enough to go to Con and honestly it's such a chill oh. city. It's beautiful. But did you go during the film festival or No, of course oh, not. God. Why would I no. <laughs> but uh it was yeah, no. Beautiful city. I could totally imagine them being like really chill about it. I mean, like, yeah, just come yeah. come in. I mean apparently I, I've been trying to keep up with the news. I mean, really it's just a lot of celebrity sightings right now and you know things i don't think mm-hmm. we're really going to get a recap until it's all kind of wrapped up oh, apparently sure. uh hillary clinton showed up at, at there at uh <laughs> random randomly well i guess uh, she is started a uh production company much like is this a thing that political people are doing like the obama started a production company you know and, and have done a few things on netflix now i guess when you're former president you just have that check rolling in you're like you don't know what to do with your time well, almost president in the clinton's case. well i get on her husband no she and, yeah, her, yeah i was gonna say she was a former first lady so yeah well and so i guess she has a documentary that's airing in the venice film festival that's going to be on netflix and mm. also the big news that's coming out on netflix right now is noah Baumbach uh, oh. has a new film called white noise that stars one of your favorites jade Adam Driver is starring in, in this movie. I'll let you watch that. You can tell me. <laughs> well, it, it's coming. It, well, we have to wait to the holidays. So apparently, okay. it's coming All out right. December thirtieth, which tells Holy me shit. this is one of the movies that Netflix is putting up for an award. So yeah. it might be something we're talking about during award the Globes yeah. and during the Oscars. Because why else do you release anything else in December, Jade, other than just fodder for? Netflix. Apparently, this movie, White Noise, is based on a book uh, mm. that was said to be unfilmable. So oh. I always struggle with that. Like, yeah. you know, they're like, this is unfilmable. It's interesting because this is the same thing about The Sandman, you know, Neil, Neil Gaiman's comic. And then here we are with, I think, personally, a great show. So I was like, well, seems like it is filmable. I feel like when people say unfilmable, they mean one of two things in the film industry. One, no one has the right creative vision. Mm-hmm. That's one. Or two, they don't know how to market it. Yeah, that's that to me is what or maybe it's like of the time because that book was what written in the 80s. So maybe 
they didn't have the type of graphics and the sets and the costuming and makeup, you know, the technology essentially to do what we can do now. True. Which I, I get, you know, like Lord of the Rings, you couldn't really make that entire epic until we had the technology during those, you know, that time. Well, in fact, I mean, if you hadn't given it to someone like Peter Jackson, who just had that passion and vision, I don't think he would have gotten the same movie. I no. mean, when you think about it, he was kind of, in a way, like a George Lucas, like he created technologies yeah. for that movie Specific, yeah. that is now being used in, in in a more advanced way in other films. Oh my god! Well, that's how James Cameron with Avatar don't Ugh. don't like the film, the but <sighs> he kind of pioneered like mocap. Yeah, you know, and it's, it's like, well, you know, we get certain things out of it. I mean, and I think that's really what it takes to take to bring some of these things to life. It's not just the person that knows how to to create film, but really create something new out yes. of that film. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's I think outside the box a little. Anyway, Jane, this seems to have been another week where there's just so much news happening in the entertainment industry. Yeah. And it's exciting. Like there's so much <laughs> coming up. There there's so much coming up and coming out. And and I think too, because we're heading into that time of year again where it's award season and you know, we're catching up still from the pandemic. So there's yeah. stuff that's was left on the back burner that finally is in production or just getting out of production or yep. getting out of post-production now, Jade, I have to ask your opinion on this. Okay. I, I really like, I think I've been excited all week. <laughs> There's a new clue movie coming out. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> yes. What? I know. So, so we already know the only two things I think we know about this film. Yeah. Is that Ryan Reynolds is committed mm-hmm. and Jason Bateman. Yes. I need some initial reaction, Jake. I know this is like literally your favorite <laughs> it's movie. It's a favorite movie. Um, I am both nervous and excited. I'm a little nervous because I feel like the original Clue just encapsulated this perfect amount of like this campiness that just worked so incredibly well. And they had this very specific thing because of the, the era that it was created. There was this kind of almost like beat comedy to it like it definitely like things had to fall on a certain beat in order for the comedy to work and there was also that certain level of physical comedy that we don't really see as much anymore that just also made this film work really really well so I really hope that they continue that into the new Clue movie and I hope they do something clever with the ending as well like how we saw with the original that had multiple endings but as far as Ryan Reynolds and Jason Bateman being attached I don't know. I'm a little nervous. These are both very, very strong comedic actors, but they both tend to have overwhelming personalities on screen. So like when you're watching a Ryan Reynolds film, it's a Ryan Reynolds film. Like expect him to be very Ryan. And Jason Bateman can even be at that level too when he does his dry comedy. So I just hope that they actually dial it down a little bit and play more into the characters rather than just trying to be themselves Th- that's my concern i think that was my initial concern when i i heard about this project as well jade because you know in the original clue movie well pretty much everyone in their own right mm-hmm. in that in that movie is a star like yes. at the time oh, sure but i mean at the time that it was filming i probably tim curry was the biggest star in that i mean christopher lloyd's in it and as well yeah. as some other actors uh but you know they all weren't probably as well known or as large as their careers became later on. Yeah, for sure. So you could almost even even when you watch them years later, you know who they are. But in that movie, they don't 
take on that persona. Like yes. Christopher Lloyd becomes more Christopher Lloyd later in his career. Like when he plays oh, a character now, sure. he is Christopher Lloyd. You know yes. who what he's gonna do. And then um oh my god, I, I can't believe I can't remember his name. But the the guy who essentially created National Lampoon and all of that. I know exactly he's Colonel, Colonel Mustard. Mustard, yeah. Yeah. It, it, same what thing. Can I think of his name. I, I can never I, think of his name. I, I do have some positive no- news while you're looking that up. I was looking up the writing team for this new mm. clue movie. So we have Rhett Reese Paul Wernick. Okay. Who both of those, there's four t- people here, but those two you will probably recognize, I think were probably brought on by Ryan Reynolds because they wrote Deadpool, ah. Zombieland, Deadpool 2, Spiderhead. So they've they've done that caliber of movie okay. before. Then you have Oren, I think it's Uziel, mm-hmm. and he has done screenplays for Cloverfield Paradox, Mortal Kombat, The Lost City. So... The writing team for this movie seems pretty strong. It's interesting because it's a lot of action, adventure, comedy. Yeah. So, okay. All so right. So maybe we're going to be a little more heavy into, I don't know. Oh, and then the last writer we have here, we have, so again, four writers attached. We have Dwayne Perkins. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm looking through some of his stuff. I don't see a lot of writing credits, but I see a lot of filmography credits. Um, oh, no, actually here, it looks like he's been a writer for... 14 episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, ooh, Also, okay. he worked on an episode of The Laugh Factory, The Amber Ruffin Show, which I'm not mm-hmm. sure what that is, and then has been in a bunch of comedy stuff as an actor. Okay. So, All right. I don't know. All right. I don't know here. I that think- seems positive. It seems like they could pull it out. I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, I'm going to watch it anyways. So, you know, I'm excited either way. Um, I'm also excited that people are kind of becoming a little bit more aware about the original Clue movie, now that this is in the talks of being a remake. I still can't believe that people, when people don't know what that movie is. It, it, Josh, I, I, trust I, me. I don't even know. I, I know. It haunts me. I don't even me. know what to say. It haunts me because every time I'm like, yeah, like, you know, Clue, my favorite movie. And they're like, what's Clue? Like the game? And I'm like, yeah, like the game, but it's a movie. You've seen it? And they're like, I didn't know that was a movie. And I'm like, wow, to be you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why have I seen that in so many films recently? Like where it's been like... A, to be you, to you like, yeah. to, be, to, like to, to watch that for the, to first, watch time. the first time. What a treat! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so true though. But oh. the other thing, Jaden, I think you sent me this TikTok to make yes. me aware. Yeah, but it's been blowing up since then. Like mm-hmm. I've been seeing every creator make a comment about this, and that is Daniel Radcliffe. Oh my god! In this new, I I need some help defining this because. Yes. I'm not quite sure <laughs> what it's supposed to be because we have such limited information on it. It's right. supposed to be a biopic yes. on Weird Al Yankovic. Yes. I'm never going to be convinced whether they just come out and say, yes, this is based on his real life mm-hmm. or if it's a parody of his own life or if it's a complete work of fiction that we're supposed to believe is his life. I, I don't know what. Well, yeah. But this matter. just looks like yeah. D- d- you were telling me more about this. Like I didn't even realize this. Also, the trailer even has a link to College Humor. Yes. So this was an original skit done by College Humor with Wheel with Weird Al Yankovic, where essentially they do this like parody skit trailer of a biopic of Weird Al's life, kind of making fun of all these biopics that are coming out about musicians you've seen with like Respect, Elvis, Rocketman, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody. So kind of along those lines. Um, And then essentially, I guess they decided to take that idea and run with it. And now it's a full-fledged film with Daniel Radcliffe. But one of my favorite parts is someone did a side-by-side of the original College Humor trailer skit 
next to the actual trailer for the film and it's like shot for shot. <laughs> it's so incredible. And I'm like, and the fact that it's Daniel Radcliffe taking on this role. I, yeah. Listen, so you need excited. to go watch the trailer. We're going to post this on our social media. You need to go watch the trailer right now. Like it is w- some of the best acting just in the couple minutes of a trailer that I've seen out of Daniel Radcliffe. Like I'm so excited. I am so excited for this part of his career oh because God, yeah. this could be a, a true defining moment. And, and Absolutely. I mean, so I'm so excited. <laughs> the only thing is that uh, it says it, this is a Roku channel original. Ugh. Um, So I, I don't have Roku, but I'm, you know what? I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to figure out how to watch this movie. I will find a way. So you know, to give you an idea of who else is in this movie, we have also uh, Evan Rachel Wood is going to play Madonna in this film. God, so, yes. Uh I, I'm trying, yes. I think also Pat Oswalt is in oh, this Patton movie. Oswald? Pat Oswalt is in this movie, and uh, Weird Al, of course, makes a uh, appearance in this film. He play, I think, he plays a small character, a, a, re- a record executive, um, and there's all sorts of characters. Like so, Rain like, Wilson, Are you yeah, Ra- oh, that's right, Rain Wilson, yeah, yeah, yeah Doctor yeah. Demento. <laughs> oh my god, like there's so many. Oh my god, people. Kinta Brunson is As Oprah, Oprah Winfrey. Winfrey. Brilliant. This is gonna be brilliant. Will outrageous. Forte. I mean. I, Come on. And I think we're going to know more about this. So this is set to make debut at the Toronto Film Festival in September. So I'm sure when, you know, the critics and more people are given access to this film, I think this is, we're going to be talking about this for a while. Like, oh, I wouldn't be surprised if this got limited sure. release in theaters. God, I you hope know, Even so. outside Roku. Like, yeah. I could totally see something like that happening, especially if they're going to try and put it up for awards. God, I... Yeah, this is the most exciting thing to happen in, in a while. <laughs> <laughs> and the last thing that I want to talk about is also upcoming. I'm a little excited about this, Jade. One, did you know there was more than like three movies in the Bring It On universe? Yeah. I So where was I? I remember like Bring It On, obviously the original. I saw yes. this in theaters, Jade. I saw the original Bring It On in so- theaters. I remember there being a bring it on again or bring it on. So it's bring it on. And then it's like bring it on again. Bring it on all or nothing. So I remember those three. I mean, and that was the end. I, didn't, I don't remember. I think all or nothing is actually four. Really? Yeah. Hold on. I'm about to pull it up right now because number four is actually better than number three. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it's bring it on. Bring it on again, which is in 2004. Um, and then in 2006 is bring it on all or nothing. That was a hidden panettiere where they were crumping. Um, oh God! Honestly, that one was horrible. Haunting. Uh, in 2007, it was bringing on in it to win it with Ashley Benson, which was honestly really good because they go to Universal Studios um, <laughs> to compete. Then it's bringing on Fight to the Finish, which was in 2009. Um, and then I guess there was something in 2017, which was like bringing on worldwide. I don't know about that one, but anyway. the best part is the next installation of this uh, series, guys. Bring it on. Cheer or die. And so this is going to be on sci-fi, which yes. gave me hope because it's a, correct me if I'm wrong here, it's a zombie? No, it's a uh, teen slasher. Teen slasher. That's what yes. it is. Not zombie. I, th- yeah. If, if, if the, this was going to go anywhere, if this series was going to go anywhere, this, this is exactly, where it needed to go. Yeah. Because, so the description says, when a cheer squad practices their routines on Halloween weekend in an abandoned school, they are picked off one by one by an unknown killer. And it looks like they have a bunch of like young actors. I don't really know most of them, but it looks like the person that I do know is Missy Pyle, 
who um, I know her best from Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> <laughs> but she's also in like Galaxy Quest, Dodgeball. Like she's a comedic actress. So I feel like this is going to go in a good direction. I would hope so. And you know what gave me hope that they, this is going to be really campy is that the mere fact that it's on sci-fi. Yes. So yeah, if this I'm had like, been done by anyone else, I would have been like, yeah, mm, I, don't I don't know. But listen, these are the creators of Sharknado. You know, like, come on. What a time. Like, God. To watch that for the first time. i jealous. Movie review. First look. Yeah, well, Jade, you know, let's take a look at our movie this week, which is a rewind. It is Jennifer's Body. Yes. Circa 2009, written by Diablo Cody at probably the height of Diablo Cody. I mean... Oh, she came right off of Juno. Well, Juno this. was, I think, a few years before that, right? It was like 2004? Yeah. Five, oh, sorry. Like so, that? yeah, that's right. Because she wrote Jennifer's Body when she was doing Juno. Yes. So, yeah, it was like a couple years after Juno. So, I I know we've each seen this movie several times. It had been a few years since I had actually watched this. What were your initial thoughts getting to really sit down and watch it critically again? You know, I'd always loved this movie, and there was a lot of just really funny takeaway moments for me. But I think watching this and my new 31-year-old lens in the era of 2022, I actually picked out even more, I think, kind of messaging or, you know, parallelism, like allegories that was happening in this film that I just, I think it took me a very long time to kind of pick up. Like, I think... This film, looking at its surface level, is still really fun, funny, campy, crazy, wild, and very enjoyable. But I think looking at it now where I am, I think I see so much more. And what I think Diablo Cody was trying to get. This movie... So I watched this movie a lot because at the time I worked for a cable company. <laughs> so I it, it like got passed on very quickly because it flopped in theaters. Yes. It passed on very quickly to the streaming platforms or the streaming like, the the movie the movie the platforms, DVDs, the premium. Yeah. Like, so it was on uh like stars or HBO or something like that. So I remember this is a movie I sat down and watched several times because you know, when back in the day when you used to flip through the premium channels and you're like, oh, what's it's on? You just watch you would it. just plop it in the Absolutely. middle of it and watch it. I so I probably watched at different junctures, this movie five or six times. Same. Yeah. It is even better than I remember. And I think because, so mm-hmm. the reason we watched this movie was because a bold claim came out from <laughs> the the cast of, of I'll say the, the influencers of Stry, surrounding Straw Hat Goofy. Basically yeah, saying, Jay Stubbs, Jay who's Stubbs. a very popular TikToker. Yeah. But they said this is basically, did they claim this is a movie of our generation? The, yeah. the horror movie of our generation? Yeah, basically she said that like she defined the Gen X horror film was Scream and the Gen Z horror film is probably going to be Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. So basically she was like, what was the millennial defining horror film? And she came to the conclusion it was Jennifer's Body. And you know what? I I didn't want to agree with her. Like I, <laughs> I, I wanted to find something else, but I had forgotten Diablo Cody somehow hit the entire mid-2000s culture oh my God. directly on the head to the point where Perfectly. everything in this movie is perfect reflection of the culture it's, from yes Jade, from purity culture Ugh. from the style of clothing God, from yeah. the music selection and some of that the music selection like oh the vernacular but some of that music selection was just emerging at that time yes. in 2009 and and to know Almost every single band that was selected has staying power. Like we talk of oh, nostalgia absolutely. now with the. I mean, you're talking 
early Panic at the Disco. You're talking, you know, Fallout Boy just as they were on their ascent for the first time. Now, I'm not talking like 2000 and, you know, when people rediscovered Fallout Boy in 2016. Oh, like, right. This yeah. is original no. Fallout Boy. I mean, amazing. Like, and just from like the way the characters were portrayed, the the younger generation, which were the millennials versus the boomers at this time, like so many things, the way in which adults talk to kids about tragedy i was like yes this is just my childhood coming back to me yeah well because it plays on all the things of like our experiences at the time you know this is 2009 so 9-11 was, was still only, pretty fresh you know yeah. like eight years and and which it was pretty fresh on our minds especially when you had friends that were going off to war you yeah. know to still fight this thing and then like well <laughs> And the ex and the way she nailed exploitive uh, ex exploitative exploitative yeah. culture or exploitative exploitative there yeah. we go uh, culture in this movie with like the bands coming up with songs to outline the tragedy of the events like but then like do you remember only how, donating three percent only donating three percent like do you remember how many bands made up a song about 9-11 or about one of the school shootings or about oh any other tragedy Absolutely. that was happening in our lives at that time. Yeah. And like, it was the same. Like POD, Youth of the Nation, oh, Columbine. Fuck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, ridiculous. Yeah. Like, just fuck those people. Like, all of them. <laughs> like, it just, there were parts of this movie now that are so just nail on the head that I, I got viscerally angry watching parts of this movie because I was like, Diablo Cody was so ahead of her time and I don't even know if she knew at the time how yeah. on point she yes. was. Oh my God. Also speaking of soundtrack, we do get a song by Haley Williams, lead singer Paramore. Oh my God. Yeah. I had forgotten about this song. Yeah. Like this is early Haley Williams. Like I don't think if you had asked us in this 2000... This wasn't even like Paramore. It no. was just Haley. I don't yeah. think that if in 2009, if you had asked anyone, even in our generation, who Haley Williams was, unless you were a fucking scene kid, I think you would have been like, who, who? who are you talking yeah. about? Who is that? Like, yeah. Oh, fucking amazing. Anyway, <sighs> I don't want to go on too much because we're going to cover this more yes. after the break. So come back. We are going to take a quick break and come back and review our movie, which I almost forgot the title as we were oh just God. espousing about it. <laughs> Jennifer's Body. You can watch it right now, both the regular and unrated cut on Amazon Prime. Feature presentation. You and me are going out tonight. Wear something cute, okay? You always do what Jennifer tells you to do. It's just that I like the same things that she likes. Hey, Jennifer. You look really pretty. Why don't you just come by my place? That was random. This isn't really your house, is it? We can play mommy and daddy. No way. share your bed when we have slumber parties. Jennifer's evil. I know. No, I mean, she's actually evil. Not high school evil. Our movie this week is Jennifer's Body. You can watch it now, I think for the foreseeable future, on Amazon Prime. Yeah. It's uh, streaming for free. You can have the both the original cut and the unrated cut. Mm -hmm. I don't really know what the difference is. I, I watched the unrated cut just now, Same. recently. I, I don't know what's so unrated about it. Yeah, well, because I watched it and I remembered everything. Me too. I've seen it before, so I nothing seemed out of place. So yeah. I don't know what. Unless maybe because I never gore? saw it in theaters. Like and maybe I've only ever seen the unrated. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Well, for those who missed this the first time, because I, I I would venture there's a fair few since this movie didn't do well in theaters, and for yeah. some reason I'm looking at the ratings. I, insane. Insane. Okay, listen. In it fucking has insane. Five point four on IMDb out of ten. That's nuts. I, 
I remember watching this even back in the day, like 2009, circa 2010, and like being like, yeah, this is a good movie. This like, is good. And even at the time, almost every actor in this film was known. Like Amanda yes. Siegfried was Seyfried. known. Siegfried. Dang it. Siegfried, Siegfried was known. <laughs> Megan Fox was a massive star. Yeah. Even, you know, Johnny Simmons was in movies like, you know, Scott Pilgrim vs. The, the World. Time. Adam Brody was well known. He was in the OC even at the Kyle time. Even Kyle Gallner, who played Colin Gray, because he was yeah. really popular from his role in, like, uh, Veronica Mars. I mean, like, Chris Pratt was just coming off Everwood if you were really into TV at yeah. the time. And he was just getting into other roles, but he wasn't really well known. We even had Amy Sedaris, who was doing that comedy, what was that show she was in? Like, Candy something? Yeah. Candy with Strangers? And Something then Cynthia like Stevenson was best known for Dead Like Me. She was the mom in Dead Like Me, who was the mom of Chip in this movie. I mean, you have J.K. Simmons as a teacher in this as well. I mean, he wasn't like probably really well known at the time, but he'd been in Spider-Man. enough stuff to be familiar. Yeah, I mean, he'd been in enough <laughs> stuff to be familiar, you know? Yes, for sure. So, but, you know, for folks who don't know Jade, can you give mm-hmm. us a brief synopsis of what this movie is about? Yes. Yeah, so, a newly possessed high school cheerleader turns into a succubus who specializes in killing her male classmates. Can her best friend put an end to the horror? all right let's you know what i don't know i i have to admit this section is blank for me right now but i'm gonna think of something one or two things but what was trash for you about this movie ah yes so this is actually kind of a little i think different than what i've normally said so i will say like specifically about the film it's very just of the time so kind of overuse of certain derogatory terms that at the time were accepted by, I should say, the general public. So using, like, the R word or the F word. F word for gays, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not talking about fuck, but the other F word. Yeah. So a lot of that is, like, used, and a part of me is like, ooh, like, that's not, you know, it makes me uncomfortable. But I will say, really what is trash is, honestly, the whole marketing on this film. Um, Truly, like, it was an all-male marketing team, classic, of course, and they basically marketed this as some sort of, like, sex sexy lesbian horror film and completely missed the mark on what this movie was trying to say and at one point they had even suggested that Megan Fox do interviews on amateur porn sites like live interviews what yes and you know what I think we're forgetting? This is very much still Howard Stern era. Yes, like this even- is like when sex sold. This is American Pie. This is like all that type of stuff. And Karen Kusama, who was the director, had to beg the marketing department to not put Megan Fox through that, which is insane to me that the director had to be the one to like stand up and say like, hey – please don't do this like first of all this is not what this film is about and second of all like why are you doing this to a young actress yeah and you know what i think it is i think diablo cody because you know i was wrong about uh, juno earlier uh but juno was 2007 i don't know why it felt earlier 2000s I mean, so it was only like two years it's only two years yeah. it's only two years apart so she was coming off hot off of yeah. Juno into this but i yeah you're right i mean i think that because i remember the marketing for this and it was all megan fox being sexy yes and that was all that you saw of this entire film and Mm -hmm. that's everything surrounding it was talking about that and you know i I would have to agree with you there you know and i i think one of the first things i had written down in my notes was like you know there's the term someone says like oh you guys are like best friends you're like lesbian gay gay, yeah. yeah and then like there's the f word for gays that got dropped really early on and i was like gross like and and, i mean at least i will say most of the negative terms come from the horrible characters yes, in this. And I true. think that was intentional yeah. in this. But still, you're right. Like, there are still 
terms and things that were dropped in this movie where you're like, this is 2009. Yeah. And this would only be accepted in this. Like, it's not as bad as... Now, I don't know if anyone's gone back and watched early Ryan Reynolds. Like, if you've watched, like, <laughs> like Waiting... Van Wilder. Oh, Van Wilder is terrible. But, like, I don't know if you've watched Waiting, Waiting recently. atrocious Horrible. Like, it. I remember... Be- I mean, parts of that movie that I remember being funny, I still enjoy. But, like, that movie oh, is yeah. wildly problematic. Yes. Wildly problematic. So many things said in that that are very inappropriate. But I think, you know, again, you know, just going back to... You know, very little trash except for those few things. This movie was so ahead of its time that I don't oh think my God. I don't think we knew. I know that I didn't watch it in two thousand nine ten with the same lens that I've watched it from today. Oh, absolutely! Like not. I was Jade. I was a male, young male wow. in my twenties in two thousand nine. I was a hundred percent watching this for Megan Fox. Like I mean, me too. But <laughs> <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> but you know, other than that, like. Did you know I was looking at a piece of trivia? I know I'm skipping ahead here, but there's an unofficial musical of this movie. I saw that too, and I was like, I, I want to watch that. What is this? Where is anything. this? Where, please, please. Why is this on Broadway? Let us know. Like, can I? I I'll go. I'll pay whatever. Fifteen, twenty. Local theater. Oh my god! Absolutely. Jennifer's body. Can you imagine? I I already have so many ideas about what that could be. I yeah. I, I'm so excited. For fucking sure. I mean, if they can make Heather's a musical, Legally Blonde a musical, and Mean Girls a musical, uh, Jennifer's Body Jade, everything be. needs to be a musical. I, I'm down. I'm these down. Are, Josh, these are, these are the musicals I want to be watching. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Not anyway. whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Not. In, anyway, let's talk about what's treasure, because I feel like I could spend a lot more time here. Oh, absolutely. So for me, I mean... Obviously, right off the bat, this film is just super quotable. There's so many things that the characters say that uh, even relate to today, and just honestly, like they just hit on another level. And Jade, why weren't it, we quoting this movie they, ten thank years you. ago? Because As I'm watching this, I'm like, where were? Why? Well, I used to quote. Anchor, I still quote Anchorman. I, you know, well, like Mean Girls. I can, mean quote, girls, I can quote. That came so out like what, like 2004. 2004 I was yeah. quoting that non-fucking. Why stop. were we not quoting this? I don't know. And also, the other thing that I think is absolutely fantastic is the allegories that this film makes. They really play on the kind of trauma, assault, the patriarchy, themes of feminism, but all in a way that is funny, campy. Like you know, they they spin it so where you're almost like you don't even know that you're following kind of these ideas dude this movie too was low-key bagging on 9-11 at a time when that was not Not, popular at all and i mean it did it in a subtle way but like there are little pokes at like patriotism Mm -hmm. like you said there's little pokes at a number of problematic things and i think i i mean i'm a film major jade and like i know that i overlook some of these things and now seeing these things 10 15 years later i'm like this is stuff that we're just now today yes. beginning to see as acceptable in films. And it's yeah. even today, some of the themes that's talked about in this movie are considered indie in a way. Oh my God, yeah. And it's shocking to me. And I'm like, this movie, I think, again, we've said it several times, even when us talking throughout the week, yeah, so ahead of its time Absolutely. that I think that most people miss the mark on what well, this movie was meant to be. And I want to talk about a particular scene um, that I think just is really 
something again, like you said, like that we are talking about more now, but it's essentially the idea of consent. And so, yeah, so it's basically Jennifer as a succubus has to prey on these boys, but we find out through the film that she actually prefers them to be scared. And she says at one point, you know, I need you to be hopeless. You know, I need you to be scared. And I'm like, this is how predators think, like often male predators. And there's a scene in particular when she gets Colin um on this date so she take and i feel like they basically flip the script right like she's taking on the typical male role he's taking on the typical female role where she brings him to kind of an undisclosed location he thinks he's going to her house it's actually you know a prefabricated house in a neighborhood that hasn't been sold yet and you know she starts to become really sexually forward with him he's visually uncomfortable he even says do you even know my last name? Oh, and yeah. she responds, silly, didn't you see me giving you signals all year? You give me such a weddy. And the way that this is very common. That thing. was so gross. Yes, like I was like. Because this is exactly what men do. Men would be like, oh, like you don't know. Like I was crushing on you all year. Like you're so hot. You just give me like a hard on. Like, you know, you're just so attractive. Like she's pulling the exact same things. And he literally tells her like, you know, like, oh, like, oh, and at one point, um, you know, a rat kind of runs out and he's like this goth kid and he gets scared and she's like, oh, I thought you were into vermins and shit. I thought that's what you liked, which kind of mimics the way that often some men sometimes like if a woman pushes back and is like, oh, no, I don't really like like where this is going, like especially with like sexuality, like a lot of times men will do that. Like, well, I thought you liked this. Isn't this what you're into? And then that's when she says, like, I need you frightened. I need you hopeless. And then attacks him. And I was like, this is essentially a giant allegory for consent and assault, you know, like and playing against those roles. You know, too, what was scary in watching this movie, I think, you know, again, that jump of just 10 years or, or maturing was I watched this movie and I'm sure plenty of other people did, too. Where there's the scene in the beginning where Jen kind of goes in the in the van with all the people oh. and all the all the the band yes. and her friends like hey you shouldn't do that like come with me mm-hmm. like don't do that come with me like oh don't do this Jen like even the friend in a way is almost victim blaming her friend for getting into the van when she's obviously been drugged or something else like that yeah. and I remember I was like I was viscerally angry watching that scene as I just did the other day. And I was like, why was this scene just kind of normal? Like, yeah. why did this scene feel so normal at the time in 2009? Oh my God. And yeah. why was no one, like, no one talked about that scene. Yeah. No one. Well, absolutely. You and, and, you know, as a woman, I completely understand because there's a huge difference from, so I graduated high school in 2009. So 2009, to, you know, like 2010, 2011 is when I was like going out to clubs and, and you know, kind of, putting myself in similar situations and it was very much like i got left behind i got left at a party once but this is like pre-uber yeah. so i was drunk i was in the bathroom vomiting and i you know my, my i had come there with my friends who had driven there and i got out of the bathroom to go find them they had all left me there i don't know no one else this party i don't know where this house is it's the middle of the night it's like 1 a.m i can't call an uber I try calling all my friends. None of them answer. I have nowhere to go. And of course, who's the first person to help me? A guy. Brings me into another room. Puts me on a bed. Tries to take advantage of me. I was just 
aware enough mm. to keep myself out of that situation. But I remember like when I finally got on the phone with someone who answered and can come and pick me up, like I remember like I ended up getting dropped back off because I needed to go where my car was and that's where all my friends were. And I go back to the apartment, they're all passed out on the ground. And I remember confronting them being like, what the fuck? Like, why would you leave me there? And they're like, well, we couldn't find you. And I was just totally okay with them to just leave me there. No big deal. It's good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's like there were, there were things in this, in this movie that I think were trying to be pointed out, but I think there were indirect things that, that were trying to be pointed out that like, yeah, only makes sense now, 10 years later, where you're yes. like, holy shit, why was that normalized? Like, yeah. why was that as normalized as oh, it was? And why did it feel absolutely. normal at the time? Because you know, if like, this was 2022 and these were... Oh, fuck no. These were Zoomers? Yeah. That's not... No, no. Like, I'm sorry. But, like, Zoomers would have not let that happen. They would have snatched their friend. Like, they would have, like, been screaming at the top of their lungs, made a scene. Oh, they would have drop kicked that entire band by absolutely. themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Those no. fucking... Oh, they're the worst. But, you know, <laughs> the, moving on to the context of the movie, though... I struggled with this next question that we like to do, and that is, you know, who ha- who do you think had the best performance? Ooh, so obviously we have two very strong female leads, but to be honest, I got to give it to Megan Fox. Her emotional range, the way that she's able to switch up her character so well and so quickly, I think she did a great job. Yeah, you know, I I have to agree, but just so I can talk about someone else, like I mean, <laughs> Megan Megan Fox. For anyone who could doubt Megan Fox's acting ability, needs to watch this because I think yes. a lot of people were really introduced to Megan Fox. I mean, she was already fairly well known by this point. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like Transformers was really where the mm-hmm. mainstream audience became known or she became known to them. Yeah, absolutely. And then she got a really bad rap because yeah. of her disagreements with the director at the time. Uh, God, fucking Michael uh, Bay, fucking piece of shit. Fuck a bit. God, it literally he ruined her career. Yeah. Like it. She's a phenomenal actor, and and this movie really cements that for me. But you know, her playing alongside Amanda Siegfried. Say, there's no G. Is there not a G in her name? No. Is there not a? Did I write a G in her name? S e y f r i e d. This is some Mandela effect. And that is just from. Hold on, I need to look at this. I need to look at this. Siegfried. Jane. I swear to God, Siegfried and Roy I, I been here. swear to God, <laughs> I have looked at her name the past two days because I've been writing notes uh-huh. about her, and I swear to God, there was a YG. I swear to God, there was a YG at this. This is no. I'm discovering this for the first time. Right? Never, this hurts. I can't. Never, never has, has been, been. Never, never will, be. will be, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda Seyfried. Yes. Is this is for me? I mean, she had been in, you know, like Mean Girls, and we had known her before this. But this for me was one of my favorite because she had done Mamma Mia like the year before this as well, and so everyone knew it was like this is a very different role. She was a little bit darker, a Mm -hmm. little bit un straight man funny, I guess you should say. Yeah, I love her in this role. Like this is one of my favorite movies. When when I talk about Amanda Seyfried, I'm like Seyfried, Seyfried. Damn it. Um, I can't talk about her anymore because obviously I never knew her name and never knew who she was. Amanda. Hey, Amanda S. This is one of my favorite roles of her. Like, honestly, like I loved her in this. And the chemistry between Amanda and Megan in this movie is un-fucking real. Why have they not been in more movies? Is because like both Amanda and Megan had in interviews right after this um, in promotion of the film talked about their sexual chemistry on set and both of them expressed how much they enjoyed the intimate scenes together and they both talked about that kissing scene and how much like they and to be and you know we know Megan is bi and to be honest like guys 
Megan needs to dump MGK and just get with Amanda. 100%. Like, 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 like I, I'm moving on to best scene because this is in my treasure as well, but like one of my favorites, like yes. I'm a man and I, and I take full credit, but like <laughs> that, let that scene between Amanda and Megan, when they kiss and have just a, a moment, it seems to go on first of all, for like 10 minutes. Like oh my God, it's one of the most well shot, Attractive things I've I've seen in cinema like yeah. that, and that's not. I'm not just talking like two females kissing. I'm talking on screen kisses. But you know what? In though, Josh, general, what I appreciate is number one, if you watch that the entire film, even though there's allusions to Jennifer being naked, she's oh, there's no there's actually. No no, yeah, she's actually never nude. No. And not only that, but in that makeout scene, it's still as as steamy as it it's was. Full clothes on. Yeah, fully clothed and. Still not even that sexual, to, to no. be honest. Like you still get hot and bothered. I mean, it's a great. It's kiss, amazing, but it's at the amazing. same time, there's nothing like that feels dirty about no. it or gross. Like it just feels very, I don't know, it's like very genuine. Oh, and and if Megan and Amanda in real life ever did get together, Amanda's definitely the top, right? But, I mean, uh, she's for she's sure. She's the dumb. Like yeah. Megan right now is the top. And her relationship with MGK, for sure. She controls oh, yeah. that man. Oh, I also think she's a psychic vampire. I think she's draining the life out of him. <laughs> and honestly, good for her. She is a succubus. She, in real life. She yeah. is. She is. And like, good for her. Yeah. Like, good for Jennifer. Good yeah. for Megan. And. Like, I. <laughs> I now I want, all I want to talk about is MGK and Megan because like, I totally believe that like everything that he says is just manufactured I by think her. All their, like, like, she's like, you can talk now. Don't, or stop like, talking. I think their bloodletting is like real and she's literally <laughs> draining his energy. And I think that's the only reason she's with him. <laughs> Honest to God. <laughs> Guys, I, uh, this but is a very real conspiracy. <laughs> I think we want to spend most of it. Do you, and do you want to take a, a favorite scene or do we just want to move on to best quotes? Uh, you know, I would say the only other scene would probably just be that uh, end fight scene in the, in the pool. Holy shit. Which is just absolutely incredible. I mean, that's when you get to see Jennifer's full powers on display. That's when you get to see this kind of everything between Jennifer and Needy that's been building up, like really come out. And oh my god, just so many, so many good quotes. I mean, Amanda, the reason I like Amanda too is because of the whole setup of the movie where she's in the psych ward. Yes. One of my other favorite scenes is like because to me it's again another fuck you. Like the whole millennial attitude towards authority is mm-hmm. spelled out in the beginning of the movie where like this woman is trying to be to, like tell her how to live her diet she's like yes toast is not enough you should really and she's just like i you know what she's like, i recommend i recommend you, you shut, shut the, the fuck, fuck up. up and just just drop kicks her in the chest and i'm like <laughs> th- people ask millennials why we are the way we are when it comes to authority and being told what to do it's because we were told what to do our whole life with purity culture and all the other themes that were in this movie yeah and you, you know what we grew up with? We grew up, our heroes were fucking pop punk culture mm-hmm. with like some 41 and all these other people saying to go fuck yourself. And yeah, yeah, fuck you. Like, because no one, most of the adults in our life never had the our best interests at heart. Like, at all. No. Like, no, most authority figures never. throughout the course of our lives did not have our best yeah, interests Yeah, we've been completely fucked from like day one. So, you know. But let's get into quotes. I I, I really want because like, God. Jade, this yes. is the first movie I can honestly say in, in all the reviews that we've done. I think my quotes are longer <laughs> than my actual notes because I was just writing quotes the entire time. I think I was the only movie. one that matches this is The Lost City. <laughs> 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 but this was hefty. All right. Let's narrow it down. So let's okay. just say. Let's do three each. So Top I'll three. you okay. pick three and then I'll go through three. Oh my God. All right. Uh, God, I'm like, where can I start? Um, you know what? So one of my, fa- <laughs> so this is just prime 2009 guys. So 
Needy is getting ready to go to the show with um, her boyfriend Chip is in the room and she's putting on her outfits and Chip is like, those jeans are hella low. I can almost see your front butt. And she's like, it's a rock show. This is my rock look. And he's like, well, I can see like your womb. <laughs> and all I could think about was low rise jeans and they haunt me every day. You know, I, I love it. I wrote that down. The I, I can see your womb. And I'm like, there's so many references to the just incessant purity culture that was going on at the time. Like, do you remember when like Britney Spears and other pop cultures would come out and take those virginity pledges? God. Do you remember that shit? Yes. Even the Joe Bros did it. Yeah, exactly. Like that was a thing. And like to hear some of that, one of the quotes that really stuck with me, you know, and I guess I'll pick this as one is it's very, very minor. And like, if you blink, you would really miss it. But like, it's when Needy shows up. She's looking for Chip because he had gone off to the dance. Oh, yes. The little child, the Chip's sister, is sitting there behind her on the stairs. And she's sitting there just like, she's like kind of moving her legs open and close. And the mom turns around and she's like, uh, excuse me, sit like a lady. No one wants to see your kiki. And I was like... Yeah. I actually got mad. I was like, how fucking gross to like think yeah. like that's your first reaction mm-hmm. to a child who's literally like 10 years old. Yeah. Sitting there just just being a kid and you're time. worried about like, oh, someone's going to see your whatever. Yeah. Like, oh, I was told that all the what time, the fuck? especially wearing dresses when I was like, I'm talking about like little, little. And I'd be this, wearing, was, this was a child. Yeah. This was a fucking child. I would be like younger than her wearing a dress. And then, you know, I'm doing what kids do playing. And of course, my dress is going to like come up and I get yelled at for it, too. That, I'd be like, who's looking at like what? That maybe th- that was a moment. Actually, I I want to say this movie is not possible in terms of like, is it long? I had to pause the movie and take a minute. Like, honestly, that part, Jade, because I was like, yeah, that is a child. This is. Maybe Diablo didn't intend this. Maybe she did. Maybe that was something she put in there. But I was like, I think it that is. is so on the nose. And I was like, I, that made me. I think she intentionally this... put it in to showcase exactly the way that girls are sexualized from such yeah. a young age. It and was, like, this disgusting. is how it puts us in situations like this. But what's been your next quotes? Um, oh, my God. So <laughs> this one um, cracks me up is when. I mean, it's kind of in a harsh moment, but basically it's after Jennifer was taken and um, Needy's on the phone with Chip. And so he's like, did you get the make and model of the van? She's like, I don't oh know, Chip, an 89 rapist. <laughs> I, this one is kind of short, but it's uh, J.K. Simmons, who I had forgotten was so good in this movie again. But he's <laughs> he's sitting there and they're talking about with the, the bar that had burned down. And the fire that had gone on and everything else like that. And it's another tragedy. And it's all the hallmarks of, like, what we need to do to recover from this tragedy. And he's like, you know, guys, just it's just important to remember. We can't let the fire win. And Jennifer turns to me and goes, I think it already won. And I was like, yes. Her quotes yes. in this movie yes. are fucking phenomenal. Just, her timing. I mean, it, just to follow that up, like, the... the <laughs> <laughs> she has so many. That, there's another. There's, so many. there's another one where she's like, um, "Needy, these are smart bombs." She points at her boobs, oh, yes. and you point them in the right direction, and things get real. And and she's Needy's like, whoa, whoa, "I don't even know what that means. What, what does yeah. that mean? Like, <laughs> what is, I, don't, I don't get it's it." So good. <laughs> oh my uh, god. Uh, so, God. Okay. Last one. This is hard. Probably, I think this was a good one that kind of sums up a lot of the messaging of the movie, but it's actually right before the last line that you said is Jennifer's like, 
They're just boys, morsels. We have all the power. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have one more. Let's do one more. We'll do one more. There's so many I wrote down here. There's so many, yeah. PMS isn't real needy. (laughs) It was invented by the boy craze media to make us seem insane. And I was like, what the f? Absolutely. The lines that, 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 I mean, Megan Fox has in this movie. They're so good. Unreal. The way she delivers them. Brilliant. Unreal. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's crazy that you can't think she's a good actress. Like, I think people look at her and think she's just being herself. And I'm like, no, this is very deliberate. Yes. And she's delivering it the way that she needs to be delivering it. I like it. that we're seeing a comeback from her, though. Like, she's been Absolutely. in several movies recently. And I think she's well-deserved. Have you watched the one? It's like her horror film where she, like, goes to a cabin on the lake that's, like, frozen over with her husband. She wakes up, handcuffed to him, and he's <gasps> dead. No, I haven't seen that one yet. But I've been, it's been on my list. It's I good. know what you're talking about. What is that called? I, I've I seen know. the trailers for it several times. Because I was like, oh, I'd watch this. It's like, good. Yeah. She does a great job. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, okay. Oh, God. What? Okay. You know what? This one is something that I feel like I would have said, especially at the time, <laughs> is when they're talking about Chip. So when Chip asks uh, Jennifer out, so she says no, and Needy's trying to, like, explain to him why she should. And Jennifer's like, he's into maggot rock. He wears nail polish. My dick is bigger than his. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you, you know what I've also done, Jade, is I literally Ooh. have downloaded the entire album from this soundtrack. Oh God, yeah. On yeah, you have because to. I was like, everything is good in this. If if you like, if you grew up in the genre, like I don't care if you're older. This is a perfect movie too. I feel like this really bridges the millennial age gap. Age gap because mm-hmm. almost every millennial that I know, whether you're an elder millennial or even a little bit younger millennial, this is the music at some point in your life you're listening to because this was either. High school, middle school for millennials, or this was college, or maybe you're a little bit older than college. So, like, this subgenre of music, everyone at some point had a connection to. Because this was high school for me. Because, like I said, I graduated 2009. So, all the music in this would have been probably, is all pre 2009. So, to me, I'm like, this is peak exactly my high school years. Like, this is, this is like on point because I was basically the same age as the characters as this movie was coming out. So, I feel like it's just like, Exactly. Yeah. I think I was, I don't, I wasn't, I was probably closer in age to the actual actors than yeah. the actual. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I will say it's for, when it comes to music, for those who don't know, this movie is actually named after a whole song, Jennifer's Body. Mm-hmm. So I loved that they kind of end the movie with the song Violet also by Hole. And if you don't know, Hole is the band by Courtney Love, who was married to Kurt Cobain, lead singer of Nirvana. God, I hate that I had to explain that. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, Jade, any other trivia that you want to say before we uh, go on to our rating? Uh, Yeah, actually, I will say that the ending was not the original ending. Really? Yeah, so kind of after the scene where Needy gets into the car after she hitchhikes and we see the low shoulder sign, she has the Bowie knife. It was supposed to completely end there, but instead we get that credit roll scene where it's like the footage in the photos of the band low shoulder as yeah. they're getting famous and they're partying or whatever. And then all of a sudden you see all the blood splatter and the killing. And then you see like security cam footage of Needy leaving the hotel. So basically it's insinuating that Needy went there and yeah. murdered them. So that was never supposed to be part of it. Huh. Diablo Cody wanted it to be kind of an open-ended ending of like, did Needy go get her revenge? Did she not? Like, I don't know. Yeah. But um, I don't know. What, what, what ending do you think would have worked better? I don't know. I was fine with either. Like, I think I would have been okay with either one. Like, I actually, I actually, enjoy, I will say, because I haven't actually thought about that. 
I enjoy the credit ending because I feel like this movie starts right in the beginning. There's not really much intro as no. far as like title sequence. You're dropped right into the movie, immediately into the story. Mm-hmm. And even through most of the credits, you're still following the story as the credits are rolling. Like yeah. the movie is still happening. Yeah. So it's not like one of those like throwaway end credit scenes. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is what's happening. And I mean, I don't know. It kind of feels good after everything that... I like it. It I feels like so it. justified. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Like honestly, because we've learned that Amanda... Seyfried, God, yes. I can't. The needy's character gets the demonic powers from yeah. Jennifer after she kills her. Yeah. So why wouldn't you? I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, I same. Like I like it. I don't, I don't, think, it would, I don't think it would have been the same movie. Any other trivia from you? I don't think so. You know, there's there's a, kind of a few things here and there. I will say in looking at this that uh, two things that I found interesting. Emma Stone was once considered for needy. <gasps> yes. That would have been a terrible movie. I'm going to say okay. it right now. Terrible. I saw the same thing and I was like, that would have been a completely different film. Jade, what would the... What would the the sexual chemistry been between because there are a lot of moments even when there's no kissing between Amanda and Megan. Look, I not love the Emma same. Stone. Different level of comedy. Different level of like, yeah, I don't physical attraction. Yes, chemistry. I don't see yeah. the chemistry between Emma Stone and Megan Fox. No, I just don't think they're at that same kind of like. I think like not only that, but like Emma Stone's a little bit more petite, a little bit smaller, so she would have looked a little bit tinier compared to Megan, and it kind of would have put them in a different. I don't know, like f- field almost. Like yeah. I, I just, and plus Emma does that kind of quirky girl. Like I mean, yeah, too, too, not too, quirky enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas like Amanda played it like kind of quirky, but pretty normal. Like she still matched Megan's energy versus I think Emma would have been almost like, I think this was like during her house bunny days too. And she would have been like too quirky. No. Yeah. Uh, no one wants that. Also, yeah. Megan Fox says this was her favorite movie. She was quoted as saying that this is one of her favorite films that she's ever done. Uh, Amanda Seyfried also the same thing. So like, I'm telling you. They need to be you, another movie. They I'm need tell- to be another guys. movie. Why is this not happening? Guys. Yeah. I I want to see it. Yeah. Let's, more I movies. I just want them to be together. Oh, my God. Perfect couple. Power couple. Like, power power oh my couple. God. Come on. Come on. Anyway, where do you rate this movie, Jade? I think you guys know. This is a treasure the- for me. Same. Yeah. Like, I knew it going in that it would probably be. And my, and my wife was like, you're gonna, you're biased. You need to go into this. And I'm like, <laughs> listen, like, I was 10 minutes into the movie and already there were things that I was rediscovering about this movie that I hadn't thought about through the same 10 years later, like, lens of, of knowledge that I have. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this. This should be a midnight movie. This should be the Rocky Horror Picture Show <gasps> of our generation. Josh. This should be a midnight movie all the time. I should be able to go to a movie theater anytime at midnight in this country, and Jennifer's body should be fucking playing. Absolutely. They need to be playing this at Tampa Theater. And all the time. I want there to be like little things that you do during <gasps> oh the movie. Oh my like, God. Either in, like either like the room Gee, or like make Rocky Horror. I'm like, let's, yeah. That's we what we, We're going to brainstorm this because out, I, yeah. there are so many moments in this movie with the amount of fucking quotes and there, the amount of action. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding? Yeah. This is this is this should be petition right now. We're Maybe starting during like here. the tampon quote when she talks this, about her being plugged, you should throw, throw tampons, tampons on the screen. <laughs> and then I go and collect free tampons. Oh. And we didn't even talk about the Bowflex like references in this. Like, are you kidding me? There's so many things that could be come on. Fucking come on. Fuck it. Lasagna with teeth? lasagna with teeth oh my god yeah or when like needy actually goes to kill jennifer and she has a box cutter and she's like you know what this is it cuts boxes obviously referring to her vagina (laughs) there's so many oh my god we can make we're gonna make the audience script for jennifer's body 100 and this is our petition to make it the next ultimate cult collection god i can't talk today cult classic (laughs) up there next to rocky horror picture show yes anyway my my rating is also treasure is there anything else to say about this movie jane 
just uh, if you haven't seen it and you're living under a rock, go, go see it. it. And uh, if you have watched before, do a rewatch. It's streaming now. Amazon Prime, Jennifer's Body. Go watch it. Chip is looking really cute to me lately. How is he tasting these days? You are never a good friend. You could have anybody that you want. Hi, Chip. You're killing people. No, I'm killing boys. Are you scared? I you only murder boys. I go both ways. I will finish you if I have to. You can barely finish gym class. And once again, if you have an Amazon Prime account, you can watch Jennifer's Body. If not, just go buy the movie. Like, just, yeah. you know, yeah. just you'll thank us. You'll if, thank us later. And, yeah. you know, you can rediscover Diablo Cody. Honestly, this is better. People are, people might be offended by this, but this movie is better than Juno. 100%. Yeah, it is. Like, if you're offended by that, you're insane. I, I think people might because people, I think, who want to be into indie movies but don't know what indie it's movies not, are yes. are into juno yep and to me i'm like juno wasn't a terrible movie it's by like dipping any, their toe into indie yeah. yeah it wasn't a terrible movie by anything i just didn't like juno and i don't think it holds up i think this movie holds up way better than juno agreed agreed anyway jade you were showing me something interesting before we started recording and i was actually a little <laughs> amazed Speaking of Amazon Prime, yeah, and I don't think because I use a Samsung Smart TV, I don't think they get the updates as much as yeah. some of the other platforms. But yeah. the whole Amazon platform just saw a huge makeover. Huge! So they completely changed their user interface. So I have a Fire Stick. So obviously, because it's a Prime product, I get the updates for this type of thing first. Um, and they basically made it you know, look like Netflix, or like HBO Max, which is that, what everyone's been asking for for forever. Because, you know, the the frustrating thing more so about Amazon than some of the other platforms, I know we bitched about it, you know, uh, yeah. many platforms here, is all of the mixing in with, because they have stuff you can buy. Yes. They have mm -hmm. stuff that's included. Mm -hmm. And they have stuff that, you know, is free. Like yeah. with the platform. Mm -hmm. Um but that was the most annoying thing. The most annoying thing was the whole seasons thing. So I watched Scrubs oh, every God, once in a while. Seasons. And I remember one time, like, you know, it's just one of those things I throw on. You throw on the background. You just, like, have yeah, on. You just, you have just it. whatever. Yeah. And I ha hadn't come back to it in a while. And I was like, oh, I want to watch Scrubs. So I just type in Scrubs. And all the seasons show up back to back. And I'm like, like they're like, pick a season. I'm like, I, I don't know. I just want to watch the next episode. Yeah. And, I, and you have to like one of the thing too is like when you finish like like if you're trying to binge like that you finish one season it like kicks you back out of that and then you have to go find the next season it's like a separate card and sometimes the seasons are out of order yes. for whatever reason they're yeah. numbered it's, why and, are they out of order so I think this happened back when Prime essentially was doing it as almost like it's almost like a product because obviously that's how you yeah, know, Prime Amazon started. works. Yeah, it was like you know. So essentially, you were like that season is a product, and because like, that product was included for you, but it was technically sold separately for users who are not Prime users. Yeah, but now that that's more of like they're actually a real streaming platform now. I think they finally moved over to the model that everyone else, everyone else has, where the show is one thing, and then all the seasons are in that show. You know, it's funny you say that because you. Like, what was it? I think it was the last season of Downton Abbey. Okay. Right? So they, you could watch the first, 
I think it was eight episodes, but like two weeks before the finale, mm-hmm. you could actually buy it on Amazon before Ooh, everyone else saw it. I actually remember when they started and I bought like it, that. and yeah. I like I was like, oh, I, I totally want to watch this before everyone else. Like I <laughs> and I and I got to see it, and I was like, oh, I already know what happened. Like, You're people so were waiting. Oh, I, I loved it. Dude, it was like four dollars. I was like, or something like that. Oh, I was worth like, it. worth it. Like yeah. to be able to see this before everyone else does. Yeah, and absolutely. Just be like, oh, I know what happened. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, that does make sense because I, I forgot that they used to sell because like, they would even sell like. Yeah. Do you remember one of the models was you, they would have one or two seasons of a show for mm-hmm. free and then they're and like, oh, the you rest. can buy season three or you can yep. buy season four. I remember that's a big thing with sci-fi because sci-fi used to put a lot of their shows on Amazon after the seasons were over. And a lot of the time you would be able to watch the first like three episodes for buy, free yeah. and they would make you pay for the rest because they want you hooked. That's why I never watched Prime for years because yeah. it was just annoying. It was like, yeah, there's some free shit, but most of it you had to pay for anyway. Yeah, you had to and I'm pay like, the rest. I don't, so it's like, what's the that. point? Yeah. So, but no, so now they have like, they have that sidebar like thing and then now you can switch categories easily. So right at the top, it's like TV, movies, sports, and then everything's contained into one. It looks really nice it has like the you know long movie image cards but it, it's just way easier to navigate so so Jane, something i'm excited about and this will be too late by the time this recording comes out but oh, yeah. it's the saturday prior to this was national cinema day i guess it's a new branding thing they're doing yeah all, when i mean them i mean yeah all the the national and even smaller uh, movie chains Mm-hmm. And they're doing $3 movies. So, of course, yeah. we had to jump on this. Obviously. We jumped on this. So we're reviewing Bullet Train, but we're actually doing a double feature. Because I was like... That's right. It's $6. I have no life. Um, yeah. obviously. So, <laughs> obviously. So uh, we just decided, me and Jade and my wife, just to buy double feature movies, mm-hmm. which I've done double features at movie theaters before. I haven't done I've it in a long time. I've never paid for both movies when I've done that. <laughs> I mean, same. You used to like go in and bet, and then like... You, you ever done that, Jay? I mean, I'm, I'm sure you have. But like, um, you're, when like you're like, uh, you finish one movie, I, you finish one movie, and then you just like kind of pop in and you kind of look around. and You're like, I'm, ooh, what this one's is? starting. Yeah, yeah, just pop right in. And you, you just go to the other one. Sit down. Yeah, classic. It was great. Yeah, I've done that like once or twice. But you know, <sighs> what a time. That should be movie theaters now. You should just pay a fee to just come in the door. You mean like drive-ins? Yeah, that was my favorite thing. Is so we used to have a drive-in with two screens, and so we would just watch like. One movie, and then when that was Stay. done, we would drive over to the other side and watch the other movie. And all you got to do is you just go, "Hey, what station is this on?" Yeah, and they go, and someone else will tell you, and you just go, Broop, and you turn it, and yeah. then you watch this like a movie. There should be free. movie theaters, like you know, it's funny. That's how, like you know, way back in the day, my my grandfather used to talk about this, where you used to pay, you for pay like features. five or, or fifteen cents because everything used to be on the same reel. So like, yes. they would have like maybe three, four movies playing, mm-hmm. and you would just pay like you know whatever it was a nickel or twenty five cents, yeah. and you would just get to watch whatever well, that was, was in the, the Guillermo del Toro or no, no no oh my god not Guillermo del Toro that was the uh, Quentin Tarantino Robert Rodriguez where oh, they House. teamed up Grindhouse yeah. to do essentially a double feature movie Yeah, and I was like yeah classic that should just be like should especially be now with like movie theaters just basically failing all over the place like was it Regent just filed for, for bankruptcy recently Ugh, like rough. it you should just yeah. that should be a new thing. Like, hey, absolutely buy a subscription. Like, you know, like Movie Pass. That's kind yeah. of, you know, like <laughs> or just like, hey, come in on Tuesdays, pay fifteen bucks, watch whatever you want. Ooh, you, you stay all day. Josh, locally, Cinebistro, five dollar Tuesdays. There, there you go. That's what I mean. Yeah. I should be able to walk into a movie theater on like a random day of the week and just be like, Hey, it's twenty bucks. 
If you want to stay here all freaking day, buy popcorn, go for it. You can walk from theater to theater. Have fun. Or like, Absolutely. Because how many people would do that? They come in and watch one movie and be like, oh, I'm out. But like, you could watch two movies. Great. Stay. Stay. <laughs> like, why not? Buy a beer while you're here. You know? I don't know. Anyways, it's stupid. Anyways, but, so Bullet Train, I'm really yes. excited about. I hope it doesn't disappoint. Same. That's going to be our movie review. The second movie we're watching is going to be Top Gun. Maverick. Which I'm not as excited about. But, you know. I am. For right. the men. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, it of course, it has, has your boy. Which one? Well, <laughs> well, it's not Tom Cruise. It's uh, Glenn Powell, Danny Ramirez, and... Uh, Miles? Miles Teller. Miles Teller. That's what I was talking about. Miles Teller. Uh, yeah, I, I just yeah, assumed yeah, you yeah. were watching this whole movie for Miles Teller. It's it's all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how it is. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's come back next week. We're going to be reviewing Bullet Train. Jade, where can folks find us between now and then? You can find us on all of our socials. We are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok as Our Taste is Trash. You can also find us on our website, OurTasteIsTrash.com. Come back next week. To get ourselves a treat.